Welcome to the Out of Here podcast, a place for us to get out of society and float into our truest self. I'm your host, Elena DeChico, and I'm here to share my journey with you in hopes to inspire you to explore yours. Now let's get the heck out of here. My guest today is the key to unlocking your fullest potential. She is a spiritual mindset coach with credentials in NLP, hypnotherapy, EFT, Reiki, and the law of attraction. She uses human design to focus her practice on helping others understand themselves so they can work through any roadblock and attract the life that they deserve. She is also the host of the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. Please welcome Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Hey. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. And I'm I'm really looking forward to continuing this conversation that we had from when I interviewed you on my podcast. Yes. So it's really cool that we're going to continue. So thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm excited. Um, so yeah, I was on Kayla's podcast a few weeks ago, and we actually met through a mutual friend, Brayden. And I did your money mindset. Um, oh, how long was it? Like an hour? Was that one an hour or two hours? That, that yeah. Course? So it was it was an intuitive new moon or no intuitive full moon circle, and it was focused yes. on like money mindset and relationships yes. to money. And yeah, so I think it's it, no, it was two hours. Yeah, it was two, a two hours hour kind of workshop. That, that two hours literally just like changed my whole perception on money. Like it was so I I always think about it. Um, and it was just yeah, that little bit of time with you just made a huge impact on me, which is amazing. Like I said, I always think about it. It just changed my whole relationship on money. Yeah, I, I love that. That was really cool, especially because it was like a new moon thing. We did like the tarot reading and we just dove really deep into um, like our relationships with money. It was, it was awesome. It was, it was still very um, personal too, even though it was with one other person, it was still very personal. It was a nice vulnerable moment to, to have with you. Let's just start off by letting the audience know how you got into your work and what inspired you to become a spiritual mindset coach. Yeah. So in 2014 is when I really started to get into personal development. And what that looked like was a friend of mine, I was in a really challenging spot in my life, I was nearing the end of my teaching degree. And he introduced me to this program called the Landmark Forum. And it it was a weekend program. And it was just really about transforming your life, like point blank. And I was pretty much sold on that. I'm like, okay, yes, like, I really need to shift how I'm seeing myself. Like, I literally knew nothing about personal development at that point. And it was, I was really interested in psychology, though, right? So I was like, okay, this is totally up my alley, like understanding human behavior, like, yes, I want this. So once I did that program, I kind of went, actually not even kind of, I went into a rabbit hole and I did a whole bunch of courses and seminars. And that was my first exposure to coaching. I didn't know like what coaching was until I did the landmark forum and started to be in that community and learning from it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I remember one day before I finished my teaching degree, I was like, well, what if I became a coach? I love that. I love having real authentic conversations with people and just I, I feel that I can see deep through their own bullshit and I can bring them through that. And I felt yeah. really passionate about this. And so fast forward, this was in 2014. And then I graduated in 2015. I went to China for a year. I was teaching at a BC curriculum school. I was teaching physical education and planning and ESL. And even in the planning classes, like, you know, planning classes about life, it's about careers, about relationships. I had to teach sex ed. Like I taught a oh lot God. of different things. It was always nuts. Trust me. <laughs> and 
And then in 2016, I moved to Toronto and I got into personal training. So I'm like jumping around between careers. Meanwhile, this whole concept in my head of wanting to be a coach was like deep inside me. And I kept just like procrastinating and doing like beating around the bush, like, oh, I'll be a teacher. Oh, I'll be a personal trainer. And so I was a personal trainer for three years. And that's when it really hit me because I saw that the clients that were the most successful were the ones that had a great mindset. They believed in themselves. They were able to be consistent. They had compassion when they would self-sabotage. Like there was just a lot of freedom in that. And so that really inspired me. And so I think it was, it was December, 2018, early 2019, I was introduced to Manifestation Babe and she did one of her five day live stream events on manifesting. And so I did that with a girlfriend of mine. And then basically from there I was hooked and I decided I'm going to start a coaching business. So it was January, 2019 that I like changed my Instagram handle and started to attempt to build my first website and just got really messy and started my podcast that March. So that was really the year that I started showing up as a coach. And since then I've, you know, like you said, done a lot of certifications and credentials and whatnot, just because I'm committed to being integral with like how I coach people and having tools that can be inclusive to what people need. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's what got me into what I do It's something that I'm really passionate about and I think one of the things that excited me the most was the spiritual aspect that's available in being an entrepreneur because I thought I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur I thought being an entrepreneur you had to have a business degree you had to be really tech savvy you had to like be super knowledgeable about money and finance and all of this and it was just a lot of masculine energy and so when I started to see women showing up in feminine essence and just bringing this this gentleness and this creation and this flow to being a business owner I was like so hooked by that so being an entrepreneur and having a business I feel like is the biggest personal growth journey that anyone could ever go on so that's kind of my my story in a nutshell of what got me to where I am now. Yeah, that's so awesome. I I love how you jumped around from so many different careers because I feel like a lot of people do that. And I feel like there's a lot of stigma around that. And because it, it is, it's really hard. It's scary. I've done it. My sister did it. Like a lot of entrepreneurs that I know have done that. And I think it's it's really cool because especially if you have that open mindset, you kind of take things from each job that you did and you bring it into something new and that's what it is to be to me that's what it means to be an entrepreneur you're you're creating something that you love to do specifically for you and it's just like your own unique kind of way to deliver and serve other people so I think that's really awesome I admire that and I love how you said you changed your Instagram handle because I feel like that's like <laughs> the staple piece that is like going to kick you in the butt. Like my Instagram handle has changed. It's a new relationship now, new relationship status. This is where I'm going. I'm taking this and I'm going to go forth with it. So that, that was kind of funny too. I like that. How did you get into human design then? Oh my God. Human design is like my new soul sister. <laughs> I discovered it online probably like a year and a half or two years ago there was a woman that I connected with and we're we're really good friends because of Instagram and she's also a business coach and she was talking about human design and she was like oh I'm a projector and blah 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 and then she was saying how oh you can go and get your chart online and I thought what is this like some crazy astrological thing like horoscope reading like I didn't know what it was and so to look up your chart what you need is your birth date your birth time and your birth location so I went and I looked at my chart and I saw that I was a generator and I was like oh okay cool you know and when you if you've never 
learned about human design and you don't have any idea really of what it is you've just heard the words like if you look up your chart it will be overwhelming there's like a body graph there's all these centers there's channels connecting the centers there's numbers all over the place there's symbols and they all mean something and they're all very intertwined and so that's what got me into human design and the more I started to learn about it it was just kind of around like it's floating around in the coaching industry quite a bit a lot of people are doing a lot of human design coaching and I think that the power of human design is that it's more inclusive because it literally is about how they are meant to show up in alignment in the world and how the world impacts them and so when this is being used powerfully it's it really is a tool to just give people permission to be themselves and I love this. And I love this. It gave me so much freedom in being an entrepreneur because I spent a lot of time allowing people to tell me what I should do, how, what my strategy should be, what I should be doing in my business for X, Y, and Z. And I kept having a lot of resistance and I didn't understand why. And so I was forcing myself to do things that weren't aligned with me. And it just, it sucked. Mm -hmm. So that's what got me to human design is that the more I learned about it, the more I saw freedom and I experienced freedom within it. And, and the more that I saw that it would help people. And when I share with people things about, you know, I look at their chart and I'm like, oh, this, this, and this. And they're like, oh my God, that resonates so much. And it's so cool. I love it when people feel seen and heard. Right. So it's like, how could I not get into it? So then this year in March, so March, 2021, I invested in a nine month, it's like three levels. It's about like chart reading right now I'm doing human design and business. And then we're going to get into gene keys and money in the fall. And I'm, I'm really excited. So that's kind of what got me into that. It was just like curiosity. And then I kept falling into the rabbit hole. <laughs> right. Yes. I honestly, I don't even remember. Oh, actually somebody brought it up to me one time and that's when I first looked at my chart and they just kind of like briefly explained it. I looked at it and I was like, I have no idea what this means, but this is really cool because it's like a blueprint of yourself. And it's things that you don't know about yourself firsthand because I feel like we're just caught up in a world of distraction. So a lot of people aren't really um, super in tune with their body and like listening to their own intuition. So it's kind of cool to be like, here's a map. If you would like to follow it, this is where it's going to lead you. So that's really cool that you got into it. I think I have I have my chart up here too. Do you mind just kind of like going through and describing some of those, like the specific points and what the numbers mean? Oh yeah, totally. So I'll just give a quick rundown. So in yeah. human design, I'll explain kind of the history of human design and then I'll talk a little bit about the different types and, and then we can specifically get into your chart because I have it up in front of me as well. So human design is a synthesis of, a couple different things. It was discovered by Rahu back in 1987. So the story is that he downloaded this entire system through what he calls the voice. And so it's a synthesis of multiple different things. And a lot of them come from like the Eastern side of the world, which I think is really important to acknowledge those roots. So it's a combination of I Ching, which has to do with like feminine and masculine energy. And it's actually comes from the Chinese, um, the Chinese culture. There's also the Kabbalah tree, which is the tree of life and has to do with Judaism. The chakra system comes from Hinduism, astrology. And then there's also science involved like quantum mechanics and neuroscience. So things like, you know, if you want to look this up, neutrinos, which carry 
or little tiny particles in the world that carry pieces of energy. And that's really how the imprint, the imprinting happens with human design. So basically what happens is it also has to do with the, the planets, which is where astrology comes in. So one of the big things with human design is the planetary alignment, because that's how you get your energetic imprint. So what that looks like when you have your birth date, your birth time and birth location, there is going to be the planetary alignment with you in that moment of the world. And so that is how you get your energetic imprint on the day that you're born. And that's how you, you get your human design. So that's one of the really cool things about, about human design is that it really does have to do with you as a person, the moment you were born and where you are in the world. So I love this because it really does just take away, you know, let's say in business, you, you have people that are like, well, I'm successful and this is what I did. My steps one, two, and three. If you do this, you'll be successful too, but it's not really inclusive to that person's energy and what their skills are and their talents and just what resonates and lights them up. There's five different types in human design. We have generators, manifesting generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. So each type has their own unique aura and essence of how they show up in the world and then each type has their own authority which means you have your own inner authority to make decisions that never involves using your brain and making logical decisions it's really about listening to the energy within you that will give you you know connection to your intuition essentially Mm -hmm. and then each authority will have their own signature so that's like your telltale sign that you're in alignment and then each each type will have their not self theme, which is your sign of like, or feedback that you're out of alignment. And then each type will also have their own strategy. So how they're meant to operate in order to manifest, you know, what it is that they want and create opportunities for them. So that's kind of a quick overview, but now we can, let's dive into your chart. So I will actually, do you mind if you allow me to screen share and then I can easily, you can follow my arrow around when I point at things. Yeah, go for it. Okay, amazing. So let's say you're listening to this and you want to kind of have an idea of how to look at your chart. What I'd recommend is looking up your chart. You can literally Google human design chart and you'll see a couple different options. There'll be Jenna Zoe, Jovian Archive, Genetic Matrix, and a few other ones. I'd recommend using Genetic Matrix, but I find a user-friendly one is Jenna Zoe because it's just a little bit more simplified. So when you look at your chart, what you're going to see is a body graph. And in the body graph, there's going to be nine different centers, which are derived from the chakra system, but the chakra system technically has seven. And then you're going to see on the left-hand side, there's going to be, there's going to be little symbols with numbers. And these symbols are the planets and then with the gates and the gates are the numbers that you see in the centers. Each gate has its own energetic essence and if you have it defined you're going to experience that energetic essence more consistently than if you have it undefined so basically when you have your centers defined that means that you're going to have a more consistent access to that center's energy when it's undefined so that means it's not colored in so if it's colored in, it's defined I kind of forgot to mention that but when you're undefined what that means is that you're more likely to experience and you will pick up the energy from other people or the environment that you're in So looking at your chart, you have six centers undefined, and then you have, you know, channels connecting some of the centers and some of the channels are hanging. So the channels are obviously the connection portals between the centers. That's how they, the energy can communicate with one another. And then 
if you're looking at your own chart, for example, you might see that there's on the left side, it'll be the body. So that line of planets and numbers that represents your unconscious side. So that's how you're going to unconsciously experience those channels and gates. And then the black definition that you see of the gates and channels have to do with the conscious side. So you're going to be more aware of this energy in your life. So for example, we have a manifesting generator with an emotional authority. So manifesting generator, so I'm going to explain this and you can let me know if this resonates with you, Elena. (laughs) So manifesting generators, they are, how I describe them is this multi-passionate, multi-dimensional being. They have a tendency to sort of jump around between different projects and they might be lit up by something. And then one day decide like, this doesn't light me up anymore and want to walk away from it. And they're just really great at starting a lot of different things. They might take a lot of messy action and it just has to do with creating a lot of different things that really inspire them. And then from that, they're going to share that with the world. And so I really love it when I I can always tell when I chat, when I'm chatting with someone who's a manifesting generator, because they usually share, like they've had a lot of different jobs or, you know, they've tried a lot of different things, like a lot of trial and error in their life. And, you know, they really, they really have this, like, just a lot of passion is what I get from manifesting generators. So I'm curious if that resonates with you. 1000%. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I always thought it was kind of like a bad thing when I was growing up too, because I would, like you said, get lit up by something and then just like change my mind and like, what if that happens in a relationship where I really like somebody and then all of a sudden I just change my mind, but it hasn't happened yet. So I'm good with relationships. It's just like actual activities and like projects that I'm working on that I tend to like get almost bored from. I don't get like yeah. as excited about them and then just want to go on to another thing. Oh yeah, that is super normal. And so it's funny because manifesting generators in business, they're not meant to have a niche because it's too restrictive. Right. And it's funny because I have a friend of mine, she's an artist and she's a manifesting generator. And she, I've seen her over the last four years, she changes the way she does art. She's done like, I've seen her do acrylic. I've seen her do watercolor. I've seen her do um, resin and she keeps changing what she's doing. And I remember that she was like having this frustration. Like she thought it was bad. She's like, I don't have a niche. I don't have a specific way of doing art. And I'm like, you're not meant to be doing art one specific way. You know, like you're totally allowed to switch things up. And the thing is, I think that there's this conditioning when it comes to manifesting generators that if you're doing lots of different things, it's viewed as being inconsistent. And there's, it's part of the hustle and grind culture to be consistent. Right. Right. So I think that that's why there might be a lot of, you know, just doubt or questioning like, okay, is it normal that I'm jumping around, but that's just how you get to create new things and try new things. Right. And that's, that's, that's really what manifesting generators are meant to be those leaders, right? Create something, share it with others and then move on. And that's it. So that's the, awesome. the next thing we can look at is your, your authority, which is an emotional authority. So the bottom right-hand side here on the right side of your chart, that's your um, emotional authority. So basically, which is contrary to typical societal expectations, you're meant to use your emotions to make decisions. So what that means is that when you're presented with something, you're going to, you most likely notice that depending on, you know, how big the decision is, you're going to have to kind of sit on it and think about it and feel it out. And what you might notice if you pay attention is that there's going to be a specific wave of emotions that you're going to go through. And then eventually you will feel like, okay, I think I processed all the emotions that I need to experience about this. Now I feel like I'm at a point of clarity and I can make a decision. 
Yep, Does that resonate? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. And the reason why I said it goes against the norm is because a lot of what the world says is, you know, you should make logical decisions and weigh out the risks and so on. But this, when it comes to human design, there's the authority is never your mind. Mm-hmm. It will never be your mind. It's going to be, you know, your, your sacral, your emotional authority. It's going to be self-projected. It's going to be your spleen. There's lots of different ways to make decisions and it has to do with your body. It's not your head or your thoughts or beliefs, which I think is really powerful. Yeah, for sure. Especially like even um, connecting, like looking at your chakras and connecting to your heart. I feel like your heart is where all the truth comes from. Whereas like if it comes from your, I mean, it works differently with other, with some people, but if it comes more from your, from your brain and from your thoughts and stuff, they get like influenced by societal standards and things around you and people and stuff like that. Right. Whereas if you just really tune into your heart, that's where all like your truth, your truth, specifically your truth is going to come through and be unique to you. So I definitely resonate with that. Yeah. And it's kind of ironic because your truth will always be consistent, but making decisions off of what other people think or believe or what society is telling you will always be inconsistent because you can't please everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we talked about your, your type, your authority, and we'll talk about your strategy. So this is how you're meant to sort of operate or take action in the world. So your strategy is to respond and inform. So what that looks like is because you have your sacral defined, which is right above the root, that means that sacral has to do with creative energy, life force, and it gets recharged when you do things that excite you. So though you have an emotional authority, what, what you're meant to do for your strategy is like, let's say opportunities are presented to you, you're going to ride your emotional wave about it. And then you're probably going to have this experience of like, does this feel like a yes or no to me? And then you either choose to do it or you don't. And then let's say you choose to do it then what you'll find is that you're going to inform people. So like, let's say you have a business opportunity come up and you kind of had to ride your wave about it. You know, let's say you wanted to host like a really cool retreat and you're like, okay, I want to think about this. You ride your wave. You're like, do I really want to do this? Yes, it totally lights me up. And then you'll start informing. Like you're going to start sharing. Maybe you're going to share with your business partner. Maybe you're going to share with your audience online. Maybe you're going to tell your parents and your family and you're going to post about it. And so what that does is that it gets these creative juices flowing and you're going to be sharing with people and enrolling them so that they can join you for the ride right and so as you as you go through that you might notice because you're like being a manifesting generator has like cyclical tendencies right so like this might light you up for a bit maybe you'll do that retreat once and then you're like hey I'm good probably not going to do it again and and then you move on right so Mm -hmm. does that kind of does that resonate with you yep I literally just did that today so yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah I shared something um with a few people and I have like this I have a business opportunity coming up and I was getting all excited and I have my creative juices flowing and that's literally what I'm working on for the rest of the day today so (laughs) that is so funny I love that I just like pulled that out of thin air and like use that (laughs) as an example oh my gosh okay love this I love this Especially like, I just want the listeners to know, like me and Elena don't know each other. Like we've never met in person. Like yeah. I'm not in her business. Like I'm, I don't know anything really. Like we just talked on my podcast for like an hour and a half, like last time. Right. So <laughs> did, like this stuff is really, it's powerful and it's so accurate. 100%. Okay. Let's, let's talk about your, so that's your strategy. Let's talk about your, your signature. So yeah. your signature is manifest and generator. You're going to feel peace 
and satisfaction. So when things are working out how you want them to, like, let's say, you know, you, we talked about this business opportunity that's come up, you're lit up by it, you wrote your emotional wave, you're going to do it, you're sharing, you're informing, you're telling other people, and it, it's working out because you're, you're executing your strategy, you're going to feel peaceful, you're going to feel supported by the people that are involved, because they're listening, they see you, they hear you. And you're going to feel satisfied, let's say, because you're taking action, and it's, it's just, it's unfolding how you want it to. So that's the feedback that what you're doing is in alignment. So those are your, your uh, signatures, signature feelings. Does that resonate with you? Yep. Yep. You're hitting it right on the nose. <laughs> yeah. And then the not self theme. So this is literally your feedback of being out of alignment. So let's say, for example, you got presented this business opportunity and it didn't go like you didn't have the time to ride out the wave and you had to make a decision right away and you like prematurely committed and then you just felt rushed about it. You didn't have a good feeling. You weren't really let up by the work you were doing. You're going to experience like anger and frustration. So you didn't get the time to ride your emotional wave and it's not something you want to do. Maybe you said yes, because you think you should do it. Then that's what you're going to feel. And that's literally just feedback of like, Hey, you're meant to ride your emotional wave. And you're meant to say yes to things that light you up and no to things that don't. That's why you're feeling angry and frustrated. Yeah. So does that resonate with you too? Yes, for sure. So I get like anxious and frustrated and I'm like, I learned, I learned to like control that part, but yes, 100%. And I've learned to start saying no (laughs) when I don't want to do things, which is really hard for a lot of people. I think to have that boundary of just saying no. Yep. Yeah, I find so I'm a generator and my authority is a sacral. So I'm meant to make decisions literally whether or not it lights me up or not. And it's like a yes or no. Mm -hmm. And so I find I feel like I will feel frustration. That's my not self theme. If I'm doing something I don't want to be doing, I will be drained. Like it drains me so fast. And I'm just I'm so frustrated. Like I don't want to do it. Like it's, it's just annoying. It's all the things. So you might find that if you're frustrated, it's from doing something you don't want to be doing. And if you're feeling angry, it might be from you, maybe you were informing or you weren't informing. And that wasn't being received by your audience, your business partner, whatever it is that you're dealing with, then that's where you might notice the anger. So just because as a manifesting generator, you're a hybrid of manifestors and generators. So that's why you have like two not self themes and two signatures. Mm -hmm. So does that, does that ring a bell for you? Yeah. Yeah. That feels pretty true to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the other things we talked about, okay, you've got the authority, the strategy, the type, you talked about the signature, not self theme. So I guess the next thing we can talk about that I know that you don't know about, because I asked you what it was, is your profile. Mm -hmm. So your profile is made up of, let's say you're looking at the graph right now. The profile is made up of your conscious sun. So the top right-hand side of the chart where you see the little planet and the numbers, and then your unconscious sun, which is on the left-hand side, which will most likely be in red. And then on the, on the right-hand side, it's black. Mm -hmm. So the six is how you, is like your role that you play in your life. And it's how you consciously experience yourself and how others will experience you as well, but you're, you're more of a, you're more aware of it. And then the, the second number, the two is going to be what people see in you and it'll be a more unconscious experience of yourself. So for example, the six is you being a leader, being somebody who is like, you have a a very vast vision 
and you love teaching it to people and you love giving people independence with the knowledge and experience that you have. And it's something that you'll notice because of the two line, which has to do with being a natural and also having like hermit tendencies that you might actually find it's really difficult for you to understand how you know what you know, but you're like really good at teaching it. And you might find that there might be, cause I'm also a six two, so I get this. So there's like this imposter syndrome of like, how, how did I learn this so easily? And like, who am I to be teaching this? Like, I don't like, it's kind of this weird, like, I know all the things, but how do I know the things? Because it's, it's such an unconscious line. And so you might actually find that people are going to pull you and be like, Hey, I want you to share more. Like, you know, these things like come out and play and like, show us how to do it. Right. And then the hermit side too, that two line, it's just, you might notice that you, you need time to like reflect and recharge and like be alone with yourself. Does that resonate? Yeah. So actually the business opportunity that I had today, it played out like that where I'm just like, I don't like, I know, I know what I want to do and I know what I want to be teaching, but I don't feel confident to like, you know, teach it to other people. Like, like, like you said, who am I to like, go ahead and jump right into this and um, teach that? Cause I had that imposter syndrome. I have imposter syndrome all the time. And it's really hard for me to break apart from that because it's like, I know these things, but at the same time, how do I know them? And like I said, who am I to like go ahead and teach them? So yes, 100%. And I'm definitely a little hermit sometimes. <laughs> I like to be by myself. That's how I recharge. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing to know about the sixth line is I think you, are you 27, 28? I'm trying to remember. I'll be, I'll be 28 in January. I'm 27 right now. Okay. Okay. So the sixth line has three phases in life. So the first phase is from zero to 30 and it's around your Saturn return, which I think happens between ages like 28 to 30. You have to to look it up depending on your um, astrology, but the Saturn return at that point, what happens is how they describe it is when the six line goes into the second phase is what they call quote being on the roof. So that first zero to three is like so much trial and error, like so many, you know, like I'll speak for myself. So I'm 31 and it's like, literally from the age of 14 to 29, I had 20 plus different jobs, like 21, 20, 22 jobs. And I literally did everything. Like I was a hospitality, like I said, I was a personal trainer, I was a teacher. I, you know, worked at the gym. Like I did so many different things all the time. And literally when I turned 29 is finally where it was like, I'm going to be a coach. (laughs) And I went into that. And so the second phase, when you get into that from age 30 to, I think it's 50 or 60, they're going to be in this like reflection phase where it's really going to be about grounding into yourself and, you know, what you've learned and and beginning to digest that or, and doing a lot of healing from the first 30 years of life. And then that last phase, the third is really going to be about, mastering like mastery so when we hit our like 50s then apparently we're really going to be a master at what we're doing and so I was laughing when I learned this because I was like well what I have another like 20 years (laughs) before I feel like a master like what is this but I just thought that was so interesting because I distinctly noticed it when I turned 29 30 like my life shifted so much and I felt like I was not running around with my head cut off so much so I just wanted to share that because we talked about you know this like trial and error like doing lots of different things and like that sixth line also has a major influence with that along with being a manifesting generator that's really cool I've all like I totally feel it right now I have to check my chart when my Saturn return is because I feel like it's either coming up really really soon or it just passed I forget um where it is but 
Yeah, that's really interesting. And I don't know why, but I've always had like a feeling when I hit 30, this is going to happen. Like, so maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It's also kind of like a societal conditioning type of thing too, or like, as soon as you hit 30, things go downhill. But I feel like it's going to be like a positive thing. Like, even when I hit 28 this year coming up, I feel like there's a big shift coming in somewhere. So I don't know, I have to check where Saturn return is for me. But if you are familiar with astrology, and you're just learning uh, human design like I am, it's cool to put two and two together. Then you have like a huge overview of, like I said, a blueprint of yourself and you're just kind of like figuring out more and more about yourself without, you know, people trying to tell you who you are. I really love this whole concept here. Oh yeah, totally. Do you want me to kind of go through all the centers a little bit? If you feel comfortable going into it, I mean, the floor is yours. Okay, so let's dive into chatting about the centers. So as I mentioned, they derived from the chakra system. And so in the body graph, we have nine different centers. And it would be, if you can look at a graph, if you can look it up on your phone while you're listening to this episode, that'd be super helpful. But I'll just start from top to bottom. So the top is so we have two pressure centers we have the head center which is at the very top and then we have the root center which is at the very bottom and so these pressure centers are what push the energy through your other centers and really just help with that flow of energy so your head center is where you are going to receive ideas and inspiration and it's it's really about you know, what, what is it that you're going to receive from the world or what inspiration are you going to get from within you? And then that pressure pushes down into your Ajna, which is right under the head center. And your Ajna is about where you form your ideas and your stories about your life and your perceptions. And then for the Ajna, it comes down into the throat. So the throat, if you look at it on the chart, there's 11 channels that come into the throat and the throat is what we call the manifestation center. So this is literally where, you know, you are going to bring your ideas and your energy and just your, your essence of who you are is going to be manifested from your inner world to your outer world through your voice. And so the throat center really has to do with manifesting, because if you think about it, manifestation has to do with taking an idea and bringing it into reality so the throat center is really powerful because that is how you speak things into existence and especially being a manifesting generator you're going to have that connection so your throat is connected to your sacral and so that the sacral is a motor center so it's really you're going to find your especially because you have your g center so the g center is right under the throat the g center connected to the sacral connected to the back up to the throat your sense of identity, who you are and where you're going, connecting to your creativity and what lights you up is going to be something that you find is really easy for you to vocalize because of that connection. Does that resonate with you? Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool how that I see it now that it's connected, but yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So that's just an example. What's connected to the throat is like what will speak out into existence. The G center, which looks, it's like right in the middle of the chart and it's like a diamond shape. And it's typically yellow, depending on the charts that you're looking at. The G center has to do with your self-identity, self-love, and also the direction that you're going in life. So that is really like your core essence. And then off to the right, there's a little triangle. This is what we call the heart or the ego. And that has to do with your desires and your willpower in life. And then underneath that on the right-hand side, we have the emotional center, which we chatted a little about earlier. And that has to do with 
your, you know, your connection to your emotions, and then also just your emotional awareness and intelligence as well. And then if we go right back into the middle of the chart, that's your sacral. So that has to do with, you know, life force, creativity, um, your, your drive in life to, to do the things that light you up. And then if we go to the left-hand side of the chart, that's your spleen. So your spleen has to do with, it's actually where all of the fear gates live. So your spleen has to do with like your health, knowing what's good for you, safety, security. And then when we come to the bottom of the chart, we have the root center and the root center, again, it's that pressure center that will push up into the other centers. And that this center is about like your personal growth evolution and just wanting to thrive and like be the best version of yourself. So you can see how interestingly the head pushes down your ideas into, you know, to come out of your throat, right. For you to like manifest what it is that you're thinking of and what you believe. And then the root center pushes up into, you know, your emotions and your sacral and your spleen to, to bring that up into your chart so that you can connect it with the other energies. Right. And then just to recap, if you have them defined or undefined, if you have them undefined, that just means that, you know, I only have my G center and my sacral defined. I have a lot of openness. So I pick up on that energy from other people. And then when I have it, or when you have it defined, what happens is that is a consistency that you have within you. So then that's how you impact others with your energy. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a, a quick high level overview of all the centers and what they mean and what they do. And then, I mean, obviously there's channels and gates, but we won't dive into that in this episode, but just yeah. wanted to give a quick overview of that. Is Does that bring you some clarity going through? Yeah. It? Sorry. Which one did you say was defined the colored ones or the uncolored? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, even so like the ones that, that brown are, color? Yep. So oh, okay. if it's colored in, if it's colored in, then you're go it's defined. If it's uncolored, it's undefined. And then really if cool. a center, so your your heart center has is what we call open because there's no definition. There's no gates, there's no channels, and it's the center itself is undefined. Got it. That's really cool. And just like even looking at this and how you explained the energy flow through each section, it reminded me of um work in EFT. And I know you do a little bit of work in EFT as well, and just hitting like certain meridian points and looking at it it actually lines up with some of them as well which so does that kind of like work the same way where like you're tapping on meridian points just to kind of visually looking at it just to get like the energy flowing from each point to point and like different parts of your body does that kind of work similar way I think that yeah, no, I, I totally okay. hear what you're saying. Cause I know that the EFT is more on the face, the collarbone, the underarm and the head. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think that, I mean, the body graph is obviously like the whole body, but ultimately, as you can see, like everything is connected. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if, you know, even if you look at where we tap, like on our head, like we tap the head, we tap the eyebrow, like off to the side, like it kind of, it, it will align sort of with the body graph. If you were to shrink that and kind of put it up on your face and chest area. Mm -hmm. But I think that ultimately I know that EFT works because it works in the sense that it interrupts energetic flow or stagnation to get moving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that really energy cannot be destroyed. It cannot be created. It either just constricts or it flows. So I think that's how EFT helps. I don't know. I don't think it necessarily has to do with the, the body graph of human design, but I think that there will be certain parts of where you tap will affect certain energy within your body, especially if you look at, 
you know, I don't know very much about this, but if you look at Chinese medicine and the Chinese body graph, like certain, you know, reflexology on feet, like there's certain meridians in the body that will affect pressure points, right? Like mm-hmm. acupuncture will affect certain organs and, and flow within the body. So I, I think that it, it can help. It's yeah. all connected. It's basically what it comes down to. Yeah, for sure. Just, it feels like it, it all overlaps. Yeah. It's all connected. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for sharing that. Um, oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, I love that. It's it's nice to get some clarity on that. And I feel like that all totally resonated with me. <laughs> Just going back to jumping into like your spirituality, what was like the first dramatic thing that changed your life? Did you have any type of spiritual connection to your human design? Was like was there like a certain moment that you can remember where you had like a connection between your spirituality and things that you learned about human design? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, so we talked about the not self theme. So I'm a generator and my not self theme is frustration and using my sacral as my authority and really meaning to make decisions like from my gut, like, does this feel like a yes or a no? I can tell in my life when I was forcing myself to do things that I didn't want to do or that didn't light me up. And I was frustrated, like just so frustrated. And I think the biggest thing for me was in the spring of this year, I had actually was more like last year, I had connected with a woman online and we became really good friends. And then we decided to be business partners and we launched this group coaching program together. And long story short, the whole thing went south and it had like, irreversible damage on our friendship and we decided not to be business partners anymore but it literally got to the point where I was like I I do not think that we can talk anymore like energetically we just I can't do this Mm -hmm. and that you know it was really going downhill for about four months and that entire four months my sacral was like no 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 like don't do this don't you don't want to do this you you know, you've got to have this conversation, but it's not happening. And I was, I was drained. I was so drained. I was losing sleep. I was so stressed. My, I wear an Apple watch and it tracks my heart rate. My heart rate was elevated for like four months oh specifically gosh. because of this relationship. And so I just thought it was so interesting because I didn't really, that's when I started getting into human design. And, and that, and then I realized I was like, oh my God, Kayla, you're forcing yourself to be in this friendship, be in this relationship, be in this business partnership when you don't want to do it anymore, because you think you should do it. Mm-hmm. You know, society says like, you should work through all relationships. Like you should, you know, you said you were going to do something, so you have to do it. And so I was doing that, but it, it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for them. And so when I started to listen to my gut and I was like, you know, set the boundaries and I terminated the program that I was doing with them and I moved on. I actually felt relief from it. And I thought, this is how you're meant to use your authority. Like there was nothing logical about what I did. It was serious. It was all energetic based. And it was, it was, it was tough. It was a tough decision to make, but it it had to be done. And so I think that was like my first real awakening because it was in the spring that I really started to get into human design. So that was really helpful. And I just want that to be an example for people. Like when you start to get into human design, you start to listen to your authority. It's not always going to be easy, but it, it will make sense if you listen to yourself and trust what your body is telling you, no matter what the situation is. Yeah, that's so important, especially when we're younger, we're being told to do things like certain things. And you almost like pick up habits and patterns because you're just being told to do things. And kind of like your, your instance where you're just like, I don't want to be in this relationship with this person anymore. I don't want to like exert my energy into this because it's not doing anything for me. It's hard for a lot of people to get out of that because of, like you said, how, 
we've all just been kind of brought up a certain way and like taught certain things and conditioned to push through it. And it's, it's so important to just realize that you don't have to push through it. No is a very powerful word. You, you know, like I said, I have, was having troubles with my boundaries and I'm constantly working on that every day. And I think it's so important to have those boundaries because it, it, it changes you. Like you're, you can't really be your authentic self if you don't have those boundaries, but you have to first know who you are and like do some, you know, digging and be with yourself for a little bit to figure out what boundaries you need. That's why I kind of loved this whole concept of human design, just because I'm going to keep saying it's like a little blueprint of yourself. And it's, it's really is just like a little guide to teach you how to live your best life and attract things that you want in life and who you want to be and honor yourself, right? And just live your best life authentically. So yeah. We'll wrap it up a little bit. Do you want to just tell us about your coaching program that you have right now? Yeah. So right now I'm I'm going to be relaunching. I have my money program. So mm -hmm. this is called Fierce, Rich and Fabulous. And I'm going to be launching this again later this year. But if you want to hop on the waitlist for that, we'll definitely put the link in the show notes for you. Right now, I'm actually in the process in this month, late July, August, I'm going to be launching my one-on-one -on -one container for one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's going to be a six-month container specifically about embodying your human design. That's so awesome. it's like, yeah, it's like complete deep dive, really understanding yourself, uh, going to be diving into gene keys. And I, I, I have this sense that I'm leaning toward the business coaching from the lens of human design, just because I'm really, this is what I'm studying right now in my program. And it really resonates. And I'm really passionate about it because I experienced so much frustration with myself doing things that people were telling me to do that I didn't want to do. And I was mm -hmm. like, business is not meant to be this way. It's really meant to be just this creative flow. If there was one way to do it, we'd all have the exact same business. We'd all be doing the exact same shit we're not doing that. So it's like, really, it's about trusting yourself. So that one on one coaching container is going to be happening as well. So those are, those are the two main things right now. And I think I'm going to be doing another group program with a colleague of mine, not a colleague, my one of my really good friends, actually, uh, we're going to be doing a human design container, where again, it's going to be a group setting for learning about your human design and body and that and just like deconditioning your old ways of being and seeing yourself so that you can just be your own self. So those are some of the things that are coming up in the near future. I love that. I'm excited to see all of that happen. So excited for you. Well, thanks for chatting with me and taking your time out of your day today to explain all everything about human design for us. I was honestly just like completely floored at how accurate it was um, for me. So I hope I hope you guys all find that for yourselves. I will leave all the links to where you can find Kayla. Do you want to just share um, maybe your Instagram handle and where we can find you online. Yeah, totally. So you can find me at Kayla G and my website is Kayla G.com. And then yeah, my podcast channel living in first alignment. And the other thing I totally forgot to mention is that I offer human design readings. I can't believe I forgot to mention this, but I do. If you want to do a PDF reading where I'll give you like the breakdown of your whole chart really go into I depth of like how basically episode. how I did um, I um Elena's reading today myself, but just you're gonna have it in a PDF form and then you can also do a call where I literally will talk you through your chart kind of like what we did today so that's society society definitely going to be something that I offer like that's always available all right well thank you so much thanks everyone for tuning in and you can find Kayla on her podcast just living into your alignment you know and we will see you guys in the next episode thanks Kayla thank you
that more people need to listen to themselves because, you know, you can't really tell other people what is good for them because everybody's different. This kind of just proves that we are different and that it's important to honor our differences and just be the person that we are literally designed to be. So I thought it was really interesting. I loved this episode. Um, I just want to say a special thank you to Kayla again for coming and speaking with me. I really enjoyed this episode, so I hope you guys did too. I will see you guys in the next episode. Have a great week.